So some might wonder, what's a crazy conspiracy theorist, Bible-thumping guy like myself? Uh, you know, what do I what do I do for fun? <laughs> what do I do to get a date? You know, what what do I do uh, about anything? You know, how do I spend my time? People might wonder. Um, well. Considering, uh, getting a little personal here, I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to get too personal. But I mean, you know, but considering the fact that uh, I've been single for about a year, I haven't dated. Uh, some part of me wants to, uh, you know, to to excuse or to justify myself uh, wants to consider myself as the victim of a just a really what do you call that um, just a really bad joke that uh, again I'm going to try not to get too personal but you know it, it really is a byproduct of wrong thinking you know that any of us Sometimes we take people for granted and, and, you know, there's times where my passions and, you know, my, my politics, uh, you know, my spiritual beliefs. I mean, it, that doesn't make me, uh, I don't, I'm not a perfect man, you know, and it doesn't, and, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't have my struggles. For example, I mean, the idea of calling myself a Christian, but then not being super duper loving and patient with everybody at all times, you know, people figure that, you know, I, I fall short, uh, and that not only that, but they would consider someone like myself to be crazy because I get very passionate about the things I believe. When I see in my in the society I live in in this country, America, the United States of America, that uh, when I see so much that I don't want to see, it's discouraging. I want to do something about something. You know, I've tried many different ways of trying to relieve myself of this frustration. I'm only one man. So, I mean, I guess my frustration, my disappointment in myself, my failures to, con I mean, you know, be honest with you. I mean, the main thing is I, I just don't want to conform to this world. I don't want to conform to this system. I am the type of person that, if I ever get anything right, you know, it may just very well be a very successful thing eventually. Um, but, you know, to say that, you know, there are people that, you know, that people look up to in society, even people that are alive today that are billionaires or whatever, people admire them, uh, big name people, you know, um, whether it's Bill Gates, Elon Musk, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, Donald Trump, whether it is 
you know, just some celebrity or some, you know, business guru or whatever the case may be. I mean, there's times where they didn't, you know, just strike it rich really young. Not everybody has sweet success at a young age. Not everybody can be a Mark Zuckerberg. Um, Not everybody, you know, figures out, you know, some computer program and develops a, you know, something that they can sell um, for millions of dollars like a couple guys did with YouTube. Um, Not everybody, you know, finds success early in their life. And yet the lack of my success has really taken its toll on me. And, you know, there's, there's times where I think there's people that can relate to me, but I don't think that everybody can relate because really they don't, not everybody considers that, you know, people have goals and dreams and things like that that are far beyond the norm. When somebody has an expectation out of relationships, for example, you know, the very expectation that you have for your relationship being disappointed can actually be the very thing that actually causes a relationship to fail. And I see that I, I, you know, it's taken me a while, but I can see that maybe some things are meant to be. I don't know. There's always this mysterious question in the back of my mind. What if, what if I needed, you know, to be let go, you know, in order to be able to uh, pursue what I'm supposed to be doing? I mean, it's just one of those things, you know, that people, they seek out relationships, whether it's business relationships, whether it's friends, family, whatever it is, you know, that sometimes people, they feel like that those relationships are going to fulfill them as a person. And not all relationships stay successful. I've witnessed in my own life how that people just, whether it's the lack of respect or honor for another person, which is that that's really a big issue that I see in my family. Um, but I see it in society, you know, is that, you know, when people want to get offended so easily over things that don't matter as much as I mean, you would think that people would understand what should matter more to us. You, you know, it's something simple like when you're standing in line somewhere and somebody cuts in front of you, how do you handle that? You know, I mean, there's a time to let stuff go so that way something don't escalate. You know, there's a time to stand for what you believe in and let somebody know, no, you're you're not going to... Just do whatever and expect there to be no consequence. There's a time for everything. But being able to know that time, that wisdom, is what what we all need, you know. So, I mean, you know, when it comes to dating, relationships, when it comes to family, when it comes to business, you know, when it comes to a whole lot of things that, that a lot of us care about, You know, our expectations not being fulfilled 
can be disappointing. And we, and not everybody reacts the same way. Not everyone has the same reaction to when somebody pushes their buttons and pushes them too far. When it used to be, you know, very common in this country, in America, where the man was the head of the home, he was the breadwinner, he was the the pillar, you know, he was the leader, he was the one that, that said, had the final word, you know, that said, you know, what went and what didn't go in his home, how things went, you know, uh, how money was spent. Uh, in some cultures today, I had spoke with a guy from India, you know, I worked with him recently in a warehouse and, uh, I mean, this guy, you know, he seemed very, um, reasonable. However, he, you know, he was telling me in their culture how the man, you know, is still the head and, you know, that their divorce rate is very low. Um, I, I think what I see is, is that the feminist movement of like the past 30 years, 40 years, that it really had a toll. It really took a toll on our country. It's just one of the many things that I believe that's, that, that the enemy of our souls, the devil, has used to weaken us as a society. And, you know, it's not to say that I'm a sexist. And it's not to say that I believe that women should be oppressed and women should be so servile, you know, like so submissive all the time and all that. Look, to me, it's simple. If a woman wants to remain single, pursue her career, she wants to do her own thing, she wants to be powerful, empowered, and all that, or whatever, then, you know, let her go do that. But the problem that I perceive, and what I, I've actually experienced this, and this is a part of what I think happened to me, is that sometimes a woman or a man when they're, when they're not satisfied with the life that they have, when they want to continue to press towards more, but they don't prioritize correctly, they can allow their career, their ambitions, their dreams, their goals, whatever. They can, they can let them get in the way and actually take their heart away from their family. And that's what I perceive is like, look, you know, some women, if they are good managers, um, then yeah, they don't allow their career to get in the way between them and their husband. Um, there's a time you have to be able to choose. And even a man could say, well, gotta be the breadwinner. I gotta be the provider. So I'm going to go work two jobs or I'm going to give myself wholly to, you know, to my career and make sure that my kids have more than what I ever had. I mean, there's all kinds of things that people could say in order to, justify their overdoing the pursuit of money. Now, there's a whole entire system. I mean, free market capitalism isn't what I'm going to blame. I'm not I'm not trying to say that our general system over here in the western hemisphere um I'm not I'm not trying to say that it's so flawed, but there is a point where 
what I have perceived to happen even in my lifetime, I'm almost 40, so if that tells you anything, that just in my small time here, I've seen how that we've moved away from the the average man, woman, kids, you know, maybe a dog, maybe a cat, you know. So, I mean, the, the idea of the normal family has been severely broken. And yet, just even trying to go on a dating app, because I'm still single and I'm selective and I'm not just going to go for the first pretty woman that comes along. I'm not going to do that. But I mean, you know, when I look on dating apps and I see the values of, of people, of women, I mean, that's obviously what I'm looking for as a woman. Um, I'm not going, I'm not going to trouble myself so much over the fact that when I, when I look at these profiles, especially on Tinder, you know, that it just seems like there's so many women that are, they're, they're playing on the, the idea that some men will pay for sex. And that's a proven fact. I mean, that's something that, you know, look, I gotta, I gotta try to avoid it because some of them, they pretend to be massage therapists, whatever. Some of them, you know, they, 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 at first they, they paint their, their, profile in such a way that it reels men in you know some guys don't mind watching porn the way i look at it is i'm trying to avoid you know being reeled in by that um but i would say most of the time i'm i just avoid being sucked in you know by the web of deceit that some of these women weave with their dating apps i mean sometimes it's obvious some of them are better at it than others but even then, even when they're not doing that, it's still, it's like I see the value system uh, that some of them portray. And it's just like, it's hard to find a decent woman. It's hard to find, even if I wasn't a Christian, even if I wasn't just looking for a Christian woman, I mean, regardless of religion or what, I mean, it's just the idea, the concept a value being something different. Cause you know, one of the main things I don't, I mean, look, I don't, when I'm looking for uh, you know, when I'm looking at dating apps or, or I'm just thinking about, a, you know, like considering a, a woman that maybe I just met her somewhere or whatever. I don't even think about how much money she makes. Most of the time that is the furthest thing from my mind. However, Obviously, a lot of them are going to be thinking about, what do I do? wonder if he's got his money all right. Can he take care of himself? I'll admit it. I've struggled in that area. One of the reasons why is that I've been trying to operate as somebody that would just work a nine-to-five for somebody else when I'm supposed to be an entrepreneur. I have the mind the, the and the drive of an entrepreneur. Eventually, I will find that thing that would satisfy me a whole lot more with how I use my time and how I do business opposed from the regular nine to five thing or, you know, uh, working two and three jobs, you know, trying to make ends meet just, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, there's a point where even if I, even if, and this is, this is just big if, cause this is not 
what I think is going to happen. But uh, even if I was to remain in the same position for the rest of my life, I really don't want a money-hungry woman. I don't want a woman to be attracted to something that she can get from any other guy. Because there's a lot of guys out there that that probably have made sure that they can provide for a woman. The way I perceive it is we are way too close to a cashless society. And yet some don't care. I'm a Bible believer, so, you know, one of the major hangups that I've had for many years is the fact that I ain't trying to I ain't trying to love money. And I'm definitely not trying to be so dependent on a lifestyle that I can't just drop it. Drop it like it's whole. I need to be able to drop this lifestyle that I'm living at any time because I know that there are certain things that I'm that I I will not submit to. I mean, heck, they're already talking about a mandatory vaccine for the COVID-19 virus. And I'm looking at it like, I I thought the mask, you know, the whole mandated, you know, mask wearing thing, I thought that was silly enough because, you know, the survival rate, you know, and some of, you know, just some of the facts that surround the whole COVID-19 thing. I mean, I look at it like it's a hoax. I'm not saying that the virus never existed. I'm not saying that that some people might not have been affected by it. But I think that there's a point where, you know, we really can't trust anything that comes out of uh, uh, the mainstream media. I, I mean, we just, how are you supposed to be able to trust it? And what's that got to do with anything else? Well, People's decisions, you know, especially with who you date, I mean, you know, it really predicates on the lifestyle that you want to live, whether you're current living, currently living it or whether or not you're going to aim to live a certain lifestyle. To me, I don't want to be so tied down by things that I can't just pick up and go. I don't I don't want to be so enamored into this world and by what it has to supposedly offer that I can't just let go. You know, Jesus said it very clear that what is a pro- what what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but then to lose his soul? And I'm my eternity is way too important. I think anybody's is, but you got people that they live lifestyles that Jesus obviously disapproved of and yet they don't think that the Lord would send them to hell and I would hope you know that the Lord would use me to try to point people the right direction and if that means I have to live like a monk if you know then so be it I guess but I mean that's not really what I desire the Lord knows I, I ain't trying to be single And I definitely want more kids. But if somebody else is going to benefit from my singleness, then I guess I just got to keep enduring. And I got to, and I got to keep trying to do whatever is going to encourage someone else, be a benefit to someone else. I'm just not the kind of guy that just thinks about me, 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 me. 
So this is why, like, even before I decided to do this episode, I was like, man, what in the world am I going to say? How am I going to form an entire podcast episode around the very thing that I've been struggling with, which is, I mean, it's really personal. But, I mean, I, don't, I have a small audience at the moment. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't plan... I don't plan a whole lot, but one thing that I do hope is that, you know, if I can put out some decent quality content, then, you know, hopefully I would grow that audience. But even if this was just for one person, I would hope that I would still give it my best and that I would still aim to be a blessing. So in saying that, again, I mean... Our relationships, whether you're married or not, whether it's your friendships, you know, some of these relationships that we have may not be the easiest to deal with, but we should be thankful. If we, if you, if you're married, you got a wife, be thankful. If it didn't work out, be thankful that perhaps maybe it wasn't worse or maybe that, you know, you, you will find Someone that can deal with you and you, you can deal with them. You know, I mean, it's good to live in peace with people. And sometimes we got to learn, you know, sometimes we also got to come to the realization you can't force somebody to love you. And, you know, especially in, in this time, you know, some people, they're so afraid of being alone and people don't want to be unloved. People don't want to be hated, you know, but Jesus did mention something about being hated for his namesake. I'm looking at it like, dang, this is a little much, you know, for me sometimes. I mean, I think that, even, you know, when somebody calls himself a Christian, I guess you just assume that they're going to be different. And sometimes we're encouraged to find that someone is different. But then we're just then, but then we can get discouraged, whether it's a pastor, a preacher, whether it's, you know, someone like myself doing a podcast. It's like, look, the whole point of being a Christian is saying that we need a savior and we're trying to follow him. But sometimes we stumble and in that stumbling, we hope that we learn from it. Otherwise, it's like. Yeah, there's, there's a reason why some folk aren't going to make it. There's a reason why people have problems in their life. You know, sometimes it is a simple, ignore, you know, just a simple ignorance of saying that, you know, you, you, you should have known better, but you didn't pay attention to the right principle at the right time or whatever. And it's the same concept of, you know, when you, you know, if you was ask somebody, hey, uh, do you believe in a heaven or a hell? You know, do you believe that when you're choosing a life partner, do you think that, you know, they should believe something similar to you? You know, when it comes to, you know, something like looking on a dating app, I mean, I I really ain't liking some of these dating apps because it just seems like a waste of time. And even the women that are saying they're Christians, I mean, it seems like, the you know, the ones that, you know, I'm attracted to, they don't seem... Heck, that, and, and before they even find out my financial status or anything, you know, they, they just seem to be so easily turned off, you know, from 
me somehow. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a, a weird thing. Um, I find, I found in the last year that I've had to do a lot of re-examination of myself and a part of what I believe is going on in this country. Y'all want to advertise on this podcast? You can hit me up at chris.gungho at gmail.com. Gungho spelled G-U-N-G-H-O. Again, that's chris.gungho at gmail.com. Increase your leads to your business online or even uh, whether it's local or not. I may consider it. So email me and let me know what you have in mind to try to increase your leads to your business, to get exposure to your brand. You know, you must increase your brand awareness and keep your presence in the particular industry that you're in and maintain it in order to see results. So don't be shy. Hit me up. Go Gung Ho. Gung Ho Media 2020. The great late United States is that the accuser of the brethren, the devil, seems to be using our weaknesses against us. One of them being the lack of love, which is you'd think it was simple, but but really, man, I mean, when it comes to anything, whether it's being able to endure people that are different from us at work, whether it's dealing with our own family, that the lack of love really has an impact. And, you know, that you know when I read in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, there I go with the Bible stuff again. Yep. You know, I mean, it's, it's not easy for me to believe in love especially when people that want to claim Jesus as their savior, um, that I don't see them really walking in love. They just walking in traditions and maybe they love each other, but maybe not so much anybody on the outside. I mean, you know, people that are on the outside of the church, people that are, uh, not necessarily trying to be against Jesus or against the church, but maybe yeah, you're kind of stuck in the middle. Maybe you kind of want to believe. Maybe you, you really do want to believe, but you don't know how you would even begin down that path because you don't really seem to fit in to what your idea of church is supposed to be. Or like when you have tried to go to church, I mean, you just stood out or maybe, you I mean, yeah, you didn't fit in or you just, you don't understand the concept of going through the motions of the traditional church life. Well, let me tell you something. I met Jesus without the church, so to speak. I'm not saying I didn't go to church. I'm not saying I didn't have, you know, experiences with the church. I'm just saying that you're not limited to going to church. If you really wanted to meet Jesus, that's on you. And, you know, none of us are perfect. So don't really, don't really go by your perception of me because really the Lord Jesus said himself that no man can come to the father except he draws him to himself. You got to go through Jesus according to what he said. 
and he's got to draw you. So that kind of really, I mean, it really takes the responsibility off of others, I guess, in in a sense. But then there's another part where it talks about um, how that we need to be careful that we don't do the Lord a disservice, that we don't bring reproach or, you know, any kind of negative um, energy to, you know, Jesus's name by being complete hypocrites or messing up. I mean, when... When Christians mess up, you know, sometimes it it really puts a bad taste in other people's mouth. And yet, you know, that has everything to do with what we got going on in this country right now with relationships. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's business. It doesn't matter if it's friends, family. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, everything that I have, you know, witnessed in 38 years has really come to a head and it's almost spilled over into just chaos this year it seems uh, I, I don't mean to be dramatic but I mean when you start hearing about people burning down cities and stuff yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty big deal when they want to blame the police they want to blame white people some people want to blame you know the ghetto they want to blame Black folk, other people want to blame immigrants, illegal immigrants. You know, the blame game that I perceive, you know, it's exactly the same thing as a marriage that fails. The blame game. Maybe that's what I should title this episode. Playing the blame game, you know, it doesn't always work. We should be able to see that it doesn't always work. There's a difference between laying down the hammer of justice versus saying, you know, do we really know who we should be blaming? Because is, is it not the people that came before us? Is it not their fault that maybe they didn't preserve our country better? But even then, what good does it do to blame someone when that's not going to really solve the problem? Really, instead of playing the blame game, I think sometimes we need to, you know, we need to examine who we would be blaming and just say, look, let's not make the same mistake. And that goes for slavery and the Black Lives Matter movement. Look, man, there's a whole lot of people that, that, that well, anybody alive today was not alive during those times. And playing the blame game doesn't make a whole lot of sense if we try to move forward. You can't hold something against somebody forever. And think it's going to work out well for you because really there's a lot of people that aren't going to stand for being blamed for something that they had nothing to do with. You know, really it makes more sense that, you know, even like in my personal uh, story, you know, I I tried to blame my ex-wife, but I had to be honest with myself. And really take ownership of the fact that I myself in the present tense, I know that I'm guilty of creating an environment that was negative and that was not suitable for love and, and, you know, for a family. You know, regardless of my health issues, which I did have some health issues, I mean, I'm trying not to get too personal, but 
you know, regardless of whether or not I could justify myself and say, oh, I had health issues, like unexplainable, mysterious health issues all of a sudden arise that I'd never had before. But what if it was something, you know, see, this is, again, you know, love will be tested. And whether it's an all of a sudden thing, whether it's a job loss, whether it's a loss in the family, uh, whether it's an economic downturn, we can't just always blame each other for things because we are, all of us have something we could blame each other for. And, you know, I could blame a dating app for not, you know, not uh, catering to my my tastes or my needs. I could say, ah, oh, this dating app sucks. Uh, you know, I could say that, you know, man, the quality of women these days, you know, it just sucks. You know, they're either, they're either slutty, you know, or fake, or they're fat and ugly, or, you know, I could say all kinds of things. Uh, some of it might be kind of true, but it doesn't mean it's going to solve my problem. It doesn't mean that it's going to be fair for other people that don't, you know, it doesn't make sense to blame anybody else that, that sometimes people don't understand what they do to someone else when you falsely accuse them, for example. It's like, look, and if you don't got adequate evidence, you know, it's possible you could be wrong about somebody. But even when you've got evidence that someone may have done something they they shouldn't have or whatever. I mean, does that mean that we should just hate people because they don't measure up to our standards? I mean, does it mean we should just hate 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 each other? Even though that we pretty much, you know, we're trying to live, you know, in the same vicinity. I mean, this is kind of why I like I really don't like to live in the city because you're, you know, especially in apartments, you, you're really forced to be really close to people that you don't even know. Maybe you don't want to know them. You know, Jesus talked about loving your neighbor. And I'm like, man, are you serious? I really got to love this person that, you know, they don't care how loud their music is, you know, or they don't care how loud they are when they stomp, you know, because they have an apartment above me. Uh, I really got to love this person, you know, uh, when I probably should just be minding my own business and try to avoid them because I see a lot of people doing that, avoiding their neighbor, you know, making it seem like it's social distancing. I mean, there's a point where we're putting blame on each other and we're being divided to where we think that, well, I got a social distance because, well, why? I mean, again, the whole COVID-19 thing, I think it is a curse of the devil. I think it is a plot, a strategy of wicked men and women, politicians, that they could not impeach Trump. So they just decided to unleash Plan B. And they probably got a Plan C. And they probably got a Plan D. And maybe even more than that. We don't know. And I'm not going to get into that. But I'm going to tell you like this is that when when the COVID-19 virus in itself from what I can see is 
being given power by people naming it, by people claiming it, by people like agreeing that they should distance from other people, that they should wear this mask and they, you know, and they got to be so cautious. I mean, I, I mean, I just think it's all ridiculous because the effect it's having is far different than I don't see this virus actually killing people. I'm sorry, but I mean, I was working the entire time of this supposed pandemic. I mean, yeah, I, I took a break for a little bit, but m the majority of the time, you know, when this whole thing started, I was working. And the funniest part is, and you know, some people would say this ain't funny, but you know, I'm going to challenge you on this. The one person that they mentioned at my job, I was working at a warehouse and they mentioned a guy had died from it. And when I thought about it, I'm like, man, that dude was like 80 years old, 70 years old. I'm not joking. The dude was working in a warehouse and you could look just to look at him. You could tell he was old. I'm pretty sure I asked him what how old he was one time. I don't remember, but I'm telling you the dude was up there in age. And so for people to make it seem like, oh, well, so-and-so passed away and they say he had COVID-19. I mean, come on, man. Are you serious? I had somebody even on this podcast tell me that they knew somebody that died from it. But in all reality, people die from all kinds of things every day. You know what I see people dying from, like slowly, is the lack of love. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at that. But our rebellion, our offenses, our division, I mean, there's so much that go that, that we should just be able to look and see. It should be clear that we cause each other problems when we don't want to love each other. I'm not saying that you, you know, people got to be weird about it, but love has got to be the answer to a lot of stuff, you know, because if you love somebody and they have need, you know, instead of spending $3,000 on a freaking humongous TV, that's high definition, super duper 8K, you know, UHD, whatever, you know, uh, you know, that's a lot of money that you could use. To help somebody else out. But yet, I mean, you know, people don't see it like that. They don't look, you know, people don't, you know, I, I know, I've known people. This is a part of the reason why I, there were certain churches I didn't fit into. Because when I went to someone's house and they, they clearly had so much extra, 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 you know, like they, they didn't really relate with me and where I was coming from. Because to me... I'm kind of a minimalist in some ways. Yeah, I got a computer. Yeah, I got a smartphone. But any temptation that I've had to upgrade my smartphone, I'm like, look at it. Like, man, this thing's paid off. I don't need to get a new one. I don't even need the one I got. You know, but there's a point where the amount of money that I spent on, I say, a t whether it's a TV, whether it was... A vehicle, I mean, man, people will put their money in places sometimes where 
It, you, you mean to tell me that's your priority? A gigantic TV? That's a priority? That TV ain't going to feed you. It ain't going to give you clean air to breathe. It definitely ain't going filter, to filter your water. I'm just saying, man, when you love people, you will even you will give up some of the silly things that you think are important that really are not important. It should be easy to see that it's not in order to provide someone else with hope. Now I've practiced this in my lifetime, so it this this it ain't like I'm preaching something I don't practice. There is a point where if, you know, if I go, and this is just as a single man, because obviously things were a little bit different when I had a family. But, uh, you know, there's times for everything. If you got to feed your family, that's, that, that's fine, whatever. But the amount of money that, that the average family probably spends on video games you know, the teenager that thinks he needs a video game, needs to play hours of a video game. You know, the amount of money that somebody spends on just uh, the average game console. I mean, that 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 kind of money, man, that, that's that's not that's not exactly uh, little to some people that may just be wanting a dollar, two dollars for a nice cold drink on a hot summer day. You know, that guy that's uh, asking for help um, on your street corner or, um, you know, in the, you know, standing on the median, you know, with a sign, you know, really humiliating themselves by standing out there uh, asking for help. And some of them stand there quietly and peacefully and that they don't bother you, but you should be bothered. If at some time, and I'm not saying every single time, but if at some time you can't find it in the kindness of your heart to help that person out, especially when you spend so much money on your own personal pleasure, when you spend so much time and money on things that don't matter, and you know we're all justifying ourselves some way or another every single day. But that lack of love we've got in America, that's the exact reason why people break up, people divorce, business deals go bad. You know, it's the reason why, you know, we can be weak, weakened, divided. You know, we could even be destroyed if it, if it, if the Lord didn't have mercy on us. I mean, this, this could get worse. But I mean, when I can see So many people pass, and even myself, I've done it before, pass somebody that's clearly humiliating themselves to ask for help, that instead of give, just, you know, giving them stuff, you know, you feed a, you feed a guy a fish, you fed him for a day. You teach him how to fish, and you fed him for a lifetime. But when we live in a society that says you got to have a fishing license just to be able to enjoy fishing. 
because I liken that into the, the, the silly and ridiculous mandate by the government, the local government where I am saying that, that a panhandler has to have a permit or they can't panhandle in certain areas and this and that and the other. I mean, dude, that's ridiculous. It is utterly ridiculous, and it, and it, is, it is proof that our hearts are hard, cold, and, you know, why should the Lord have mercy on us? We don't care about the things that he cares about. He's made it clear in his scriptures. Oh, you don't believe in that. Well, the thing is, is that you can believe whatever you want, but it doesn't make it true. There's plenty of proof of a designer. There's plenty of proof of a major architect. There's plenty of proof, regardless of whether or not the church or the Christians of America have properly represented the Lord or not. Because I've I've been around Christians, you know, that they 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 was doing a pretty good job without me. With or without me, it doesn't matter. I wouldn't say that, you know, I'm not I don't, you know, there there's a point where some people don't feel needed. Some folk don't feel like they fit in, but that doesn't mean it's the church's fault all the time. You know, sometimes it is our fault that we don't even pursue right relationships. Sometimes it's our fault because we're not seeking the Lord. But when you got cold hearted people out here in the world and they're always looking down at somebody trying to always pick them apart, it's like, look, just because somebody else doesn't walk in love and just because somebody else doesn't understand your position, it doesn't mean that the Lord Jesus doesn't. Because I know for a fact the Lord has stooped down to reach me at times in my life. And then I'm not saying all the time because there has been times where he's kind of left me to myself and, you know, he's kind of pulled away. You know, I'm not sure why he does it sometimes, but there's other times I know that he visited me with his mercy. And you know that, I mean, you would know that if you'd ever, you know, been in the presence of the Lord, if you've never experienced that, then I guess you don't know. And I'm not trying to act like I'm so holy or I'm so spiritual. I'm just going to tell you like, yes, I went through some desert times, some dry times, some times where I was just like, God, why did you even create me? So it's like some people would assume, I mean, that sounds bipolar. No, it, it is the walk of a Christian that is not perfect. That is the process sometimes that the Lord Jesus <clears throat> takes people through to mold them and to shape them. The correction, pro I mean, think about it. If you, The Bible does say that if, if we judge ourselves, we wouldn't need to be judged. So there's times where the Lord has to correct us, just even as there's times where criminals need to be corrected from the from law enforcement. There's a time for everything. And yet, I don't think it's time for America to continue to on the, in the same way that it has. And it's definitely not time for me to continue in the same way I have because, you know, I've had some major failures in my life. And even if I was perfect, I mean, there's, there's a time where, you know, we can't control each other. We can't force each other each other to love each other. We, I mean, we can't, there are certain things we can't force, but there is a point where we, we can make an impact on each other by the choices that we make. And we, we should be hoping that we care enough to honor ourselves and other people to where 
we're saying that, man, I, my future is important. Your future is important. Here, let me be careful not to uh, offend you if I can at all help it. Here, let me let me help you out if you need it, if I can. If I can help somebody out, you know, I, I hope that I would be able to help them out right now. The only thing that I that I think that I can do is just try to testify my experience and give advice based on experience. I mean, doing this podcast isn't exactly the easiest thing because I'm putting myself out there. To me, it is almost like humbling myself, exposing myself. I mean, it you know, it without trying to give too many details. I did really struggle even to continue on to this fourth episode to, to just say that, well, I'm going to do an episode on a topic of relationships, of my failures, you know, how I feel about the whole dating app thing and all that. And it's very hard to hone in on such a, <laughs> such a shallow topic because not everybody cares about it. But I feel like, you know, my uniqueness, my authenticity isn't something that's always appreciated. You know, being honest to a fault is something that I have lived. And sometimes being honest with my struggles has actually got me negative, has got me bad results. I mean, the negativity that I have brought upon myself by being honest has it's really been more than what I could possibly deal with. You know, telling somebody, hey, you know, uh, you know, I, I honestly didn't mean to present myself in such a way uh, where people would misunderstand, but even being hyper vigilant in certain situations, you know, uh, it really has caused me problems. So, in other words, you can you can have passion, you can have zeal, and not everybody's going to understand it. You know, I mean, not everybody has passion for the same things. You know. One person might be passionate for mechanical things, working on their cars, you know, uh, building motorcycles, maybe, uh, whatever. And they can't explain why they're driven to continually do it. You know, another person might be driven by art, photography. Another person, uh, uh, let me see, books. Maybe someone loves to read different books. You know, um, it may not exactly be appealing, you know, to someone else, but... You know, the thing is, we all have something that drives us, that makes us, you know, feel like we're coping with this life in a decent, positive manner, you know, and the the idea that one person may have a passion that you don't quite get, or maybe like when someone reacts a certain way to something and you're like, man, why did you do that? Why, why would you possibly think that trying to stop a shoplifter was worth the trouble that you got out of it? I mean, uh, couldn't you have just minded your own business and went about your life and you'd been fine and you wouldn't have been accused of 
being hyper vigilant. Um, some would say worse. You know, it's like when you have somebody that's trying to do something that that's not what they're supposed to be doing. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense that people sometimes they get famous in the wrong way. Um, whether it's fighting somebody in Walmart, we've seen that. We I think a lot of people have seen those videos. People having fights and, you know, getting in fights in Walmart or whatever. Or whether it's, you know, some of these riots that, you know, that's been going on. You know, man, some some folk don't care about getting a bunch of attention, you know, in silly ways. Some people straight up humiliate themselves in order to get attention. Some people do not want the attention and they end up getting it. And it's like, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, just with the technology we got available to us, we should be doing good with it. But I mean, there's, I guess there's a time and a place for everything, but I don't think it's always time to humiliate somebody if they don't want to be humiliated, if they don't really deserve it. But it's like, people are so quick to hate on other people so quick to say, oh, man, I'm going to post this on Facebook, this, that, and the other, whatever. You know, man, look, y'all might have, y'all might think that I deserve certain things that's happened in my life. But I'm going to challenge you to reconsider what if it ain't what you thought it was? And what if I wasn't as bad as maybe you thought? Maybe the passion and the zeal that I have for some of the things like that that I've made it very clear and evident that politics, for example, there's a there's a point where you know I can't even explain why I can get so heated over some things, but it's just simply because I care. And when you care about your family, you'll fight for your family. And some folk are motivated to do what they got to do all for their family, even if it puts them in harm's way. So really, I don't know, I'm going to try to wrap this up, but uh, I just perceived that we, we all need each other in some way, shape, or form. And I think the deception that's going on right now is that our pride is deceiving us. Um, my pride, I even, I'll just focus on me for a second. My pride has deceived me. My frustration, my pride, my bitterness. I mean, being motivated at the wrong time in the wrong way with a lack of wisdom, it really set myself up for failure. And there's been a few times where I had to look back and be like, dang, that was dumb. Why did I do that? Why did I say that to that person? Why did I do that thing to that guy just because he flipped me off in traffic or something? You know, I had road rage or something. It's like, you know, I'm trying to get older and wiser. I, well, I'm not trying to get older, but I am getting older. And hopefully, you know, I'm getting wiser, but... There's times even even here recently I have to I have to look at myself and I gotta think, man, I just need not to continue on in the way that I have in the past. I need to learn from my mistakes and I don't I don't need to I don't need to always explain myself. I don't know, I feel like I do, but 
But I mean, there's a point where not everybody's gonna understand. 